your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. Uh, we're gonna kick this off right away with the celebration of St. Patty's Day fundraiser that's coming up next week, Friday. Uh, Gene Taylor from 95.7 of the Rock is on with me, and we're talking about the ninth and nineteenth annual, not ninth, nineteenth. Can you believe that nineteenth annual St. Patty's Day point zero one k? Yes, you heard that right. So not a five k, not a one k, not a eight miler, not a ten k. Point zero one k. Uh, we do this every year, but this thing is uh, a thing that everyone can participate in, and everybody should because the the cause is is pretty spectacular too. It goes everything goes to the hunger task force, right, Gene? Yeah, do I, is this where I say Aaron Gobrow or something like that? That's Irish, I think. <laughs> it is. It is actually the 18th, um, Rick. It's the 18th annual, and it is on St. Patty's Day this year, which is on Friday the 17th, which is fun. And uh, yeah, it's point zero one k. So if you translate that out, it's uh, 32.8 feet. So the world's shortest run walk. Um, some silly good fun on St. Patrick's Day and for a really good cause, which is the Hunger Task Force. Now, we better say unofficially because somebody somewhere is going to sue you because they have a 32-foot race. That's true. I know. I know. I know. When we started it, we decided to to call it that. And you're right. There could very well be a 31.3-foot race somewhere, but I'm going with it. I'm going with it's uh, a, a short run walk and, you know, started to, to kind of tongue-in-cheek all the marathons that, you know, that are great causes and awesome and, and, and people should participate in. But this was one for kind of, you know, it, it, no training required. It was any any man, any woman's, any kid kids race, right? You could participate just for the fun of it and not really have to, uh, you know, do a lot of stretching or, or uh, advanced training to participate in this event on St. Patrick's Day, which is uh, next Friday the 17th in downtown La Crosse. So it's on Pearl Street. I don't know if you knew that, Rick, but we shut down Pearl Street. So Pearl Street will be closed um, on that upper block uh, by Brothers, which is where the headquarters for registration is. And so we'll actually close down that to street um, multiple vehicle traffic, excuse me, and that's where we'll set up um, the start and the finish line, uh, which are all in the same block, as you can imagine, uh, for the official race, which will begin at 6 o'clock on Friday the 17th. I mean, there is talk of doing that permanently, not running a .01K every every weekend, but like having Pearl Street, you know, down the roadside at some point, just be a, a walkway. Anyway, um, seven, okay, 17th annual, you've, you've, you must have told this story then 16 times, but how did the how did you come up with the idea of like let's do like let, let let's mock all the longer races to an extent and just do one that literally everyone could come and just do without any training or anything well, that was kind of really it. I mean, it was a bunch of us sitting around talking about, you know, a way to raise money, of course, which is for the Hunger Task Force, and that's what this event is, is about. It's fun, and it's good-natured, and it's a celebration of the holiday and, a, you know, a reason to wear green and funny hats and beads and that kind of stuff. But it really is a fundraiser for the community for the Hunger Task Force. And we were like, hey, none of us really participate in these kinds of races, but here's one that we could all do. And we feel confident that we could, you know, start and finish. The photos are really funny because obviously the start and finish line are right there you know what i mean like it's it's right there it's 30 feet away from you so you know it's good fun hey i don't know if you knew this or not but we have a pace car (laughs) so that's super fun so the pace car will go through the race first and kind of set the tone right for uh the pace of the race no what is the pace car is it like an awesome car is it like a golf cart or just something goofy 
No, it's a big it's a big pickup truck. Okay. It's a big pickup truck. Yeah, it's a it might be a dually, I think, but that will start the the pace of the race, if you will, and then we'll get all um, the marathoners uh, together out on Pearl Street. And there's some. Um, you know, some pomp and circumstance, if you will. There's some, you know, a little bit of stretching, and then we play the national anthem and some <laughs> chariots of fire to get everybody in the mood before we start uh, the race. And we've had some really fun participation. People obviously have fun with it. So we've had uh, my favorite, I think, might have been the relay team because they literally just stood, uh, you know, a few feet apart and they handed <laughs> the baton to each other and nobody moved and they finished the race, which is super clever. Yeah, like the, and then we've if you and you say a dually truck's going to be the pace car. The dually truck, if if it's long enough, it could be the length of the race. It, it, it could itself. be. It could be. I was actually googling the other day things that are thirty two point eight feet long to try to you know almost make fun of it. And uh, you know, it's a, a semi, not the truck itself, but just the a semi yeah. is longer than this race. <laughs> so it's it's very very short. Um, but we've had people do it on like those hippity hop balls. You know what I'm talking about? The inflatable ones with like the handle on the top where you yeah. bounce. Yep, you sit so on they, it. Yep. They bounced through it. Um, we had a very limber woman who w- was able to do um, a handstand. She could walk on her hands like a handstand. She did the race on her hands. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. And then we obviously had somebody do a, the worm, right? So the dance, <laughs> they wormed their way through the whole thing um, on tricycles, you know, so it, it, you know, it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's, it's super much is tongue in cheek and, you know, for everyone to get out and on a holiday that doesn't require a lot from you, you know, you don't have to buy presents. You don't have to send flowers to anybody. It's just St. Patrick's day. It's a, it's a chance to, you know, wear green, go out, have some good old fashioned fun. And in this case, raise money for, for uh, uh, organization, our community that that serves a lot of people. Yeah, the Hunger Task Force is a food bank here. It provides food for 118 pantries, meal sites, and youth groups in the area. And it's the only food bank between Madison and Rochester here. So it's a it's a great cause. Uh, and I have Shelly Fortner on my show every once in a while. And you can you, you get you get a T-shirt, so you don't have to even dress up really because you'll throw you'll give everyone a green T-shirt, right? Yep, there's a T-shirt included as long as, obviously, those supplies last. So you can register at aroundrivercity.com. With that registration, you get your T-shirt. Um, there's a green beverage if you'd like afterwards. That's free, so a green beer at Brothers, which is the registration site next Friday starting at 4 o'clock. Um, and then the post-run uh, celebration is there as well. So you get your beverage once you finish the race. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's uh, key to all these 5Ks and marathons. Uh, all these like pro runners want a nice beer. It feels great after a nice long run or a point oh one k run. That's that's right. That's right. We'll even have a hydration station there. So Mountain Dew is going to be there with a little mini cans of uh, free for everyone because it's a you know a short race. So they've got short cans of soda for everyone that participates. And you know it's just it's 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 just a fun welcome to spring kind of vibe, right? A celebration green downtown. Again, the street is closed, so that's great. Um, it's safe and um, you know fun for everybody to come on out. All right, that's G. Taylor from The Rock, the 18th annual .01, St. Patty's Day .01K, the world's shortest run or walk, I guess. Uh, thanks, Gene. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it. All right, we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. Jerry Wasek 
Well, now I just screwed up. Is it? It's Wasek, right, Jerry? That, that is correct. Yeah. Right, Jerry Wasek's on with me. So I have a friend uh, named Jer- uh, Wanek, and then so for whatever reason, I I don't know why I, th- I think of his last name and then I butcher yours, but I didn't butcher it apparently. Uh, Jerry's Jerry's running for school board. He's one of eight candidates running for four open seats. And the goal here is to be top four. And then the real goal is to be top three, because if you're the fourth person, then you have to do this all over again, Jerry. Yeah. Next year. Um, yeah, that would be, uh, <laughs> I'd rather not, uh, have to do this again next year. Yeah. And I, 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 uh, admire all of you who showed up to the forum last night, six of the eight candidates, we're at the forum. I think um, Krychek and Newmeister didn't make it to the forum last night for whatever reason. I don't really know why. Uh, but but sitting on stage and being, you know, put on the spot, I, I don't, uh, you know, uh, coming from the guy that sits behind a mic and talks to everybody, but I don't, uh, it's different <laughs> behind a mic and in this little room uh, versus, uh, you know, doing, uh, covering the debates and asking questions at the debates, even being, the person asking a question and being in the spotlight for like that little 30 seconds in front of a crowd. I don't love that. And so I admire you guys for all going up there and, and doing that. It's probably not easy, right? It's that, it's that worst fear, right? Speech class. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. And I, yeah, sophomore year speech class was, uh, not the greatest experience for me <laughs> because of that reason. Um, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we did it. I think everyone did a great job for the most part. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you know Lit and the women voters and Giacchia for for hosting us and having us out there. It was it was a good experience. What do you take from something that, like that where you get uh, some of the other candidates out there? You get to listen to their ideas, how they take it. Do you do you ever are you stewing sometimes with you know what another candidate might say and be like, no, 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 that's I don't agree with that. And then you know, but it's not a debate; it's more of a forum. Yeah, it's a definitely forum, and even if I don't agree with someone's whole point overall, there's still things you can learn from other um, people's experiences and other ideas. Uh, so it's it's you know it's a good thing to hear everybody and have what they what they have to say. So Jerry Wasek is a he's a field tech for an engineering company in town, and I I I, I like to tell everybody your a little bit of your your career, your experience, and then you know. I don't think I don't think it matters one way or the other to any to any great degree. But Jerry does have two kids in the lacrosse school district now: a sophomore at Logan and a third grader at the School of Tech and Arts at Hamilton Elementary. Um, how how much like what do you gain as being a school board member by having uh, you know your kids in the district right now? Um, it's just a different perspective, uh, and there are people who. Like you said, it's not it's not a necessary qualification to have kids at all versus even having kids that have been through the system. Uh, it's a public good. Uh, public education is a public good for everybody, so everyone and everyone pays for it, so everyone should have a say. Um, I just do like uh, that you know you have a little bit different uh, perspective as as a parent in the district. That's all. Now, when we were going through the referendum to build a new high school, as you have a sophomore in high school, so you your your sophomore would would be affected, you know, I, well, possibly, I guess it would be five years down the road, but your your, your kids going yeah, through I high school, yeah, I think she would have aged out by then. Yeah. yeah, by then, now I think about it, but um, you know, having that experience, I don't know. Do you ask your kid like 
do you ask and I just say kids like like just very informal but <laughs> do you ask your your kid yeah. about you know like hey what do you think about whether you know you're going to Logan and the, you know kids from Central I'm sure but what happens if there was one high school do you I don't know do you get their opinion um a little bit here and there uh I, I casually talked about it with my daughter who's a sophomore in high school but uh we didn't get too in depth because you know she would have been gone by then and my third grader uh does not care right yeah they don't they're not going to be affected by it one way or the other i always you know there's an uncle rico from napoleon dynamite dynamic to uh losing the high school because if my high school like merge and i say this every time i I talk to one of you candidates if my high school merged with a neighboring high school and i lost hortonville high school i would be like oh okay well i wouldn't i you know I, i i i wouldn't care one way or the other i don't know if that's weird a weird thing to say but if 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 i went to logan or if i went to central growing up here and they merged into one high school i would i would still feel represented because lacrosse would still have a high school i don't know how you how do you feel about uh th- that aspect of it just losing that that central or that logan um identity um i mean i'm, I'm sure it's important to some people i've i've talked to people in town here when i've gone to doors and they've said who've gone through the high schools here, and they don't care. Some people do, some people don't, and it's fine either way. Uh, I'm not from here. We've been here about seven and a half years, so I don't have a huge attachment to one building or the other, Uh, so it's hard to get a perspective from myself on there. I went to a – actually went to a Catholic high school, (laughs) Oh, sure. Well, aside from your your daughter being a a true and – well, not blue, but uh, you know, diehard Logan fan, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she is not the kind of kid who keeps up on the athletics. Um, but you know, she knows both uh, people at both uh, high schools, and she chose to go to Logan because she had some friends that she knew better that were going there when I went out of uh, Lincoln. So I see. You know, when we, we talk about that referendum, and there's another one on the ballot for the spring election, but the the one to build a new high school. Uh, I see goods and bads, but I said I, I always say the timing was off. What, what what's your opinion on on that? Did you were you pro new high school, anti new high school, or kind of kind of on the fence? Uh, I was kind of reluctantly for it. It wasn't um, a great. I, I know a lot of people had uh, um, a lot of people I've talked to have different reasons for their opposition to it. Some was strictly location. Some thought it would just be too big overall versus having two smaller high schools. So, I mean, people lots of different op- you know opinions about that. Um, I also heard from people who would have liked a new facility or a newer combined with the, uh, the remodel that would have gone out there as well. Um, it, it just, uh, I, I think the combination of, the com- of uh, consolidating in two schools and the location being a little further away from everything um, really just did not make it a, a popular idea. And it's one of those things where um, that uh, uh, opportunity to buy that land comes up, you're under this budget crunch, um, you have this election where you can put this referendum. Everything did feel kind of rushed, but that was just the, the situation that we found ourselves in. Not to mention a pandemic. But, you know, the, the community said no, and we're just left to slow down and figure out the next steps from there. Yeah, and what do you, what do you see as the next steps as a as a potential school board member who would be voting on things like closing Lincoln Middle School or consolidating schools or or figuring out how to deal with 
what I guess the big problem is re- the the reduction in re- enrollment. We don't have as many kids going to school anymore. Yeah, the the, the demographic uh, demographic trends over the past couple or twenty couple decades um, certainly show that. And just going through the uh, the enrollment numbers, they are all trending down. They have been for a couple de- decades now, and it's not gonna. It's not just a little blip here and there. Do you do you have any do you do you have any inkling of what the school district should do or 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 some of the plans that that are in order? You know, we're still trying to consolidate buildings. The initial plan was to uh, get rid of the three middle schools, and those kids would migrate to the high schools. But you know, those the, one of them is now going to be closed. But there's still two other two of those other middle schools buildings open, and they're very old, and uh, you know. Deferred maintenance on buildings that that all becomes an issue. Like how how do we how do we solve this dilemma of too many buildings in the district? Yeah, um, and, and that's a tough thing. People love having schools in their communities. Um, we we're losing a school in our um, the one my uh, son would have gone to uh, Lincoln um, is is being closed, and people really loved having that school close by and. It's a loss for that part of the community, but it was really going to be that one or Longfellow. And then you're just trying to choose, like, which neighborhood gets stuck <laughs> having the closure. So they went with the one uh, that had the more significant deferred maintenance problems. And I can't really, you know, brain-wise, I understand the, I understand the thinking there. Um, I know it's, it's hard when you have your community school closed, though. Yeah, and, um, but it's probably going to have to happen as well with some of the elementary schools too. Yeah, and other some people have said these decisions get rushed. You even kind of mentioned the the, the high school referendum being a little bit rushed, um, and whether you know, the, and that's your opinion. The do, do you feel like yeah, the Lincoln? It's, it's more. It, it it feels rushed from the from a public perspective. I know, uh, and the administration has said that, especially with Lincoln, we've been talking about this for you know, 25 years, the possibility of closing Lincoln. And it's true, people uh, don't remember it, unless it's constantly, because people have, have, have busy lives. Uh, I think people, and I know people have uh, complained about the communication between uh, the public and between the public and the administration. I think part of that is the administration has been looking at this on a daily basis, you know, years. So, when they bring it to the public, they're like, "Okay, this is what we this is what we got. Okay, let's go." Where we haven't had, had the uh, the same amount of time to kind of absorb the situation, yeah. and, uh, and especially with the the way things are with the inflation from the COVID epidemic, you know, really pushed things. You know, fast forward uh, the uh, budget crisis that we were in. So I know there was a time crunch, and you know they they did the best they could trying to come up with a plan it just uh you know wasn't uh, popular enough to uh, get approved yeah my feeling is like when when some people say this deci- decision was rushed uh that could be that it it wasn't uh in their scope <laughs> they didn't see it coming uh maybe it was put on one agenda and and it wasn't discussed in in prior board meetings the closing of lincoln anyway but also like it's a hard decision so when the decision is made yeah. And it's it's made it's got to be it's got to happen in a meeting, so it's going to have to happen sometime. So, you know, like I, I feel like that's that's the other the factor there is a, as a rush decision is sometimes just a hard decision. It wasn't actually rushed, but 
Uh, whether you want, whether or not you want to say Lincoln closing Lincoln or, or building a new high, new high school is rushed is fine. Um, Jerry Wasek's going to stick around with us. If you have questions for him, shoot me a text, 608-785-7914. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. I've I've been studying. I have all these bullet points to talk to you. Jerry Wasek, who's running for school board. And then I just kind of forget to look at the text line. So uh, somebody's asking me if I'm Norwegian. I don't, I'm native, actually. I, I know that much. Um, oh, and then a lot of school closings, Jerry. I don't know if you're, uh, what's weird is Jerry's doing this while driving home from work, too. He's doing this whole interview. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in a snowstorm. I'm safe. I'm safe in my basement. As a, a, a Having a sophomore, and a, a sophomore, I believe you said a daughter and a third grader who's a son, who is out shoveling the sidewalks for the neighborhood? Either of those? <laughs> uh, for the neighborhood, no. <laughs> you want? Uh, we wa- usually split it up between uh, myself, my wife, and my daughter. You want to win a? You want to win a school board election, Jerry? You tell everybody that you have your kids shoveling the entire block. You have them out working. I, I, I think you just grab sh- a snowblower and you go down the block when you when you go say hi to folks doing doors, and you do that at the same time. You're gonna win some votes. <laughs> that would be a great idea. You should be hang up the phone right now, Jerry, and start. Ah, you got about an hour. You got I a couple. I have to hours. run to Bernard's real quick. I'll be right back. You got to go get a snowblower. Don't buy one of them electric shovels. I'll tell you that. Yeah, get up in the morning, five in the morning tomorrow, <laughs> and grab a snowblower and just like leave it run right at the sidewalks. So you wake the people up, and then you just go knocking the door. And say, hey, you're shoveling your driveway. Also, uh, running for school board. Just mention it. You know, it's not bribery if you yeah. just mention it. Um, no, it's just coincidence. More now, than anything. You were part of a forum yesterday uh, with six other candidates. Two candidates, uh, Scott Newmeister and, and uh, uh, Kimberly Krychek, didn't didn't make that forum for whatever reason. Um, uh, and we talked about earlier in the show being on stage and kind of on the spotlight. And it's it might not always be the the most comfortable thing, and, and maybe not put everybody in the greatest light. Uh, but but you will have to be in in school board meetings where there'll be you know people there too. So it's not all that different. Um, but but you did say yesterday at the forum you you were kind you kind of emphasized the importance of music and arts and kind of those other extracurriculars even though those can be regular classes as well but how, the importance of those yeah. how how do as a school board member you know potential school board member how how would you I don't know are you going to try to prioritize that or make a point to make that a priority or go go ahead <laughs> uh, yes I mean it, this is all dependent on. Um, the uh, operational referendum passing. Um, if the oper- uh, if that fails, those are there's going to be uh, pretty drastic cuts made, um, and those are going to be some of the first things to go. Uh, historically, that's the way it's gone. I haven't seen any proposals of of uh, what the uh, district has planned if if it does not pass. But traditionally, those are the first things <clears throat> among the first things to go. Uh, and I just feel they're, you know, they're an important part of a well-rounded education. Uh, you know, they promote uh, critical thinking and creativity in a different way than the other classes do, and it's just a nice part of the whole. Yeah, and we, you know, what we sing the rest of our lives. I haven't used math. Uh, God, I can't even remember when. Sometimes I just Google the math problem and then have <laughs> Google solve it for me. But here, you know, you bring you up go. an interesting point. As um, you know, what are the plans if it passes? You know, what are the plans if it doesn't? If the re- And we should bring up there's a six-year, $60 million operating budget referendum on the on the spring ballot. 
I say spring ballot because early voting, the ballot period ends, I think, April 4th or April 2nd. I always get those April two. 4th is uh, that Tuesday. Okay, April 4th. Thank Tuesday you. of April. And... Um, you know, if Please I have come out and vote. if I have Superintendent Dr. Aaron Engel on, maybe I should ask him that. Hey, if the re- if the referendum doesn't pass, are you going to cut music class or arts classes or or something like that? Yeah, I, I guess there could be. Like, here's the plan. Maybe this. Maybe maybe uh, we should we should push the school district to have. Hey, if the referendum doesn't pass, uh, what I think though is I think they're trying to get ahead of themselves too with this referendum because one is going to end in a couple of years here, and then this one's going to kind of supplement that for a year, and then take over going forward yeah i think it's a six you said six years 60 million the first year is less um uh because it will kick in like halfway through the year it won't be a full year that's the main part of it uh but that first uh year combined with the on with the uh, one that we have still on the books uh will kind of be 10 million total for this year what do, you, what do you feel like the biggest responsibilities as a, a potential school board member are? I mean, it feels like a lot of just dollar signs and number crunching. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is uh, going to be just, you know, going through and improving the budgets. But the main thing uh, is we make policy. You know, we, we don't go in and say, this is how I want you to do it. We, we create goals and create policies. Um, that they implement. And I'm not an educator. You know, I I like to think I'm a relatively smart guy every once in a while, but that's not my area of expertise. So we just will go in, get together, talk it out, you know, make goals, make policies, then leave how uh, those are implemented up to the professionals. How much do you... Um, one, much... Thing I, I do, one thing I do do at work is I we work uh, along with uh, other builders on construction projects, and I do something that I will fancily call <laughs> uh, collaborative oversight. Uh, we're there. We're just double-checking stuff. We're trying to see problems before they, they come up. Uh, and that's going to be the kind of thing. We just This looks a little off. How did you guys get here? What can we do to fix it? But, you know, just trying to work together to create those goals, really, and letting the professionals do what they do. We're speaking with Jerry Wasek. He's one of eight people running for the lacrosse school board. Uh, four, four open seats, literally open seats, and, and for whatever reason, four members decided not to rerun. And uh, three of those seats will get full terms. The, the fourth place person in voting will get a one-year term and have to maybe come back and talk to me next year. Um, okay, so when you talk about you, you make policy, how much, of the, how much of this do you think you need to get feedback from the people that are working on the policy that you're implementing getting feedback from teachers and administration and staff that, that are in the building. Yeah. And that's going to be part of it. Uh, just, you know, getting, reaching out uh, and getting together with teachers and not just speaking to like a teacher. Uh, teachers are different. They have different ideas and different philosophies. Uh, you're going to have to take the time, um, you know, and everyone who, who is uh, wanting to do this, you know, have jobs, but we're going to have to put the effort in, you know, Take a take a couple of days off throughout the year. Go in and just observe and lis- observe and and listen and uh, see what they have to say. Then hash it out and see what we can come up with. None of this sounds fun. So a real easy question, Jerry. Why do why do you <laughs> yeah. want to do this? Why do you want to be on the lacrosse school board? Uh, it really just a a way to be more involved 
in the community um, and with my kids' education. Um, uh, my son is doing fine. My daughter does not want my help homework. <laughs> so this is kind of what I have left to, to be uh, more inv- involved in that kind of way. And when you're uh, when you're out campaigning, I mean, everybody says they're out knocking on doors. Uh, you, you, obviously, you yep. were at the forum last night. You're, you're you're willing to come on with me and talk. Um, I don't know. It, it, what's the most effective way? Do you think uh, is knocking on doors is that is that proving to be a pretty decent way to to get a hold to to, to reach out and talk to people? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we we have sent uh, some mailers out as well uh, to uh, absentee voters who. Um, who you may may not uh, reach uh, by the time they fill out the ballot. I'm facebooking um, your, your I'm Facebook searching your name right here too. So here's Jerry Wasick oh for Lacrosse School Board. You can get on Facebook too, and if you want to see some of his ideas. Yes, yeah, so Jerry Wasick for uh, School Board is uh, is my only Facebook presence because I'm not on Facebook otherwise. Um, I'd that, like to thank my wife, who is my communications director, uh, for <laughs> my Facebook page. That uh, that but, that should be yeah. a campaign slogan of you. I am not on Facebook except for this vote for me page because I think people <laughs> would appreciate. Some people appreciate not being on, uh, you know, not blowharding on social media like myself. Well, uh, you know, take it or leave it. It's up to you. It's fine. But uh, yeah, really, just getting out and and talking to people is is what's going to do it. Um, and usually, um, I said before, you'll go out and you'll hit uh, ten houses. Uh, you know. Out of those 10, three people are going to be home. Um, out of those three, two are just going to listen to you real fast and go back inside and keep making dinner. Uh, and one will have a couple questions here or there. And you're really just trying to get yourself out there, put a, put a face with the name, let them know. Uh, usually something will happen where um, I was uh, one of the candidates who uh, is endorsed by the uh, Teachers Association. Uh, so that's a good talking point at the door. Um, usually, it gets them to look up again before they shut the door. Yeah, you got <laughs> a you got a thirty thirty percent uh, chance of getting you know getting in the door and, and talking to someone. Do do a lot of people yeah. that you talk to just realize kind of the the budget crunch that the school district is under and the operating referendum? Because I feel like uh, a lot of people are going to go to the ballot and then go, "What is this six year sixty million dollar thing?" And then be ill-informed yeah. about that. So I, I feel like all of you candidates and this the board in general that is even now in the administration, there's there's an in, uh, maybe a, a difficulty in getting uh, the word out on all the things that are happening. I mean, there's a lot of things happening, but like getting getting making that message clear and getting it to as many people that that are going to be affected by it. Yeah, that's right. And it, it's an important referendum. I encourage everyone who's voting to vote yes. I know the uh, district is having uh, multiple listening and uh, informational sessions um, in person and uh, on Zoom that are available for everyone to get that info. And I, I hope we'll be hearing more about it in the in the future, closer to the election. Uh, from my own experience, um, uh, people who are um, in uh, know enough about spring elections who were like, oh, we have elections in the spring? Okay. <laughs> um, those, those people um, usually know a little or are a little more plugged into the local uh, 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 political stuff. 
uh, city stuff and school district stuff. Well, those so usually the- uh, they have they have a better idea of of what the uh, the main topics are for debate besides the regular school stuff. Well, those are the people you don't need to talk to because <laughs> they're kind of they're they're well, kind of. Have, you, know, you still have to talk to them, even those people. You know, people have busy lives. We have to. You, know, you got to reach out to them and try to connect with them and uh, get them the information they need to. Well, you got to get them to vote for you. I, I no, I totally understand. I was kind of kidding, um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like you know the. You're right. A lot, not a lot of people vote in the spring election. We did have a great turnout for the primary. It was like 24, yeah. percent which was. You know, I think uh, eight or seven or eight percent higher than the rest of the state, but also just twenty four percent. I'm never going to be satisfied until that's like eighty percent. Um, but but then you know, so when people go to the ballot, they won't understand what uh, you know the sixty million six you're operating. And you, I think you just said you're you're for this. Yes, I am. Um, what other dilemmas? No, I, I think that. No, I'm go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're the guest. <laughs> Sure. Um, I, I was at the meeting uh, where they decided to, to uh, they, where they voted to uh, put that on the ballot. And I know um, one of the big things, um, that they, the reason why they bumped up the original ask, I think it was $55 billion, they bumped it up to 60 because they uh, do want to try to um, uh, get the teachers a little higher pay bump than originally was possibly planned. Uh, I know they, they've kind of had a uh, pay uh, freeze for the past couple of years, and uh, they're affected by inflation like everybody else. Um, and, uh, and hopefully a way of attracting uh, new teachers in the system as um, some of our teachers might retire and just retaining the teachers we have, um, that's going to be a big part. Um, besides pay, you know, I know I've talked about uh, uh, student supports, uh, mental health supports, uh, social workers possibly in the schools, because um, those are things that if, if the students are in better headspace to do the job, because it is a job learning, and if they're in a better headspace to do that job, the teachers' jobs will hopefully be a little bit easier, and that will also be uh, important for retention. Yeah, part of this, uh, you know, it's 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 almost negative towards the school. If you if you there are stories out there that the te- teachers didn't get a want didn't get the raise that they want. Also, you. You yeah. don't always just get the raise you want. There was a, a little bit of compromise there. They definitely didn't get the uh, you know five ish percent that they wanted, um, but but there is an importance there to have to have that support from the teachers because in in the end you're just trying to get more kids to come to your school and then have quality teachers teaching those kids. Yeah. Absolutely. The, because that's, the schools the are point. schools are literally funded by how many heads are in there, how many students are in those desks. Um, real quick, Governor Tony Evers has a bunch of school funding plans. Um, one of those is free school lunches. Uh, we we somehow federally let this end at the end of last at the, last summer. We let this yeah. end. Uh, I haven't told. I haven't heard a teacher say that that isn't a, a no brainer. Let's do that. Uh, Minnesota just passed that. Wisconsin's thinking about doing it. But a yeah. thousand um, um, dollar increase per student education funding, uh, teacher training, um, increased mental health services. Uh, do you do you do you see any of these taking uh, taking shape, or do you do you disagree or agree with any of these? I, I think they're all fantastic ideas. Uh, I really hope uh, the you know the student funding increase would be fantastic. Free lunches, I think it's a no brainer. I know uh, people. Get a little squiggly when they talk about uh, giving free lunches to uh, teens from home or kids from home who can afford that. 
Uh, but you know, it's it's a lot easier and cheaper just to make it a. Uh, Everyone gets a free lunch. Then trying to figure out who's eligible, who's not. Well, I had I had a I had a Minnesota state rep on that 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 had a good argument for this. We we give every kid in school a laptop or an iPad. We don't make the rich kids yeah. go buy their own and give the poor kids an <laughs> iPad. Uh, there is no there is no dilemma there. So the the idea that we can't there is a dilemma. Uh, and feeding the kids. The last I checked, uh, this was through October. Lacrosse School District had a fourteen thousand dollar lunch debt already. So. Yeah, and I know uh, Beer by Vapor, uh, Brigade, uh, bless those folks, um, uh, have, have uh, raised a lot of funds to help pay that down. Yeah, but, the, yeah it's, it's ridiculous that it's there in the first place. Right, yeah, the, the, the um, school district of Lacrosse, depending on the beer-drinking bike riders of the, the, the area <laughs> to fund school lunches, it's a great thing. Uh, also, it's terrible. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my eight-year-old or nine-year-old just turned nine. He's uh, not going to eat school lunch anyway. He's too picky. <laughs> So we'll save a little bit of money there. Oh, great. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. That's Jerry Wasik. He's one of eight candidates running for four seats on the lacrosse school board. Jerry, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks. All right. Thank you very so, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I had a good time. All right. See ya. All right. So that was Jerry. I got three out of the eight done. I hope to, I hope to get as many as possible before, you know, as many as possible, as soon as possible. I'm, I'm having a like idea that maybe I do a, like a school week where I just roll through the candidates all in one week. And if you want to listen, you can, if you don't, you don't. Uh, but also that just gets a little bit monotonous as well. I'm, I'm still trying to decide. Anyway, that's all the, that's uh, not all the time I got. I got to take one more quick break. We'll be back. All right. I just got a minute to wrap up here again. Thanks to Jerry Wasik for, for joining me. Talking about the lacrosse school district and running for school board and, it's a learning experience for me doing this, uh, just interviewing school board candidates. But I feel like uh, there's there's not always the most information for local candidates. Like I can't, I could do all the city council candidates as well. But there's just I need a two hour show at that point. I could do a city council week. I could run through all the candidates. I could give them fifteen minutes. I could try. I just feel like early voting is going to start. And, um. So. Yeah, there's six elections for city council. Three of those are contested. So go find, if you're in that district, go find out what your city council members are about. I stress the importance of that. Uh, and I'm trying to do the school board because I feel like that's just just as important. The school board might even be more important because uh, this is our future. We should, the, the, the children we're teaching now are going to be running <laughs> running the show when we're older and and decrepit right so uh i feel like the you know the school issue is very important to me